See, what happens when we have to repeat ourselves all the time as coaches is the conclusion that we draw from that is they don't want to do the work. The conclusion we draw from that is they're not ready. Nobody wants this. People are non-compliant. People can't afford, you know what I mean? Just like all of these stories. But the fact of the matter is some of us are just teachers and we're calling ourselves coaches and you're teaching and people aren't doing and you're thinking it's something wrong with the people when it's really something wrong with you. Just because someone can live with a disease doesn't mean they should. The overwhelming majority of prescriptions written today are written to treat lifestyle disease. Lifestyle disease is defined as conditions which can be attributed to the way in which a person lives. This includes things like physical activity, drinking, smoking, stress, the quality of our social connections, sleep, purposeful and professional alignment, and of course, our diet. But what if there was an alternative? What if before putting pen to pad, we had a comprehensive solution in lieu of pills and procedures? You are listening to the Plant Protocol Podcast for current and aspiring health professionals who are done with simply managing chronic lifestyle challenges and are interested in taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating them. I'm your host, Lisa A. Smith. It's time to come get this health. Hi guys, it's Monday. Welcome back to my channel. <laughs> so I made a reel a couple days ago explaining the need for coaches to constantly repeat ourselves and how much we underestimate the need to constantly repeat ourselves. Today, I want to briefly explain why that is. And so if you didn't see the reel or if you're listening to this on the Plant Protocol podcast, let me briefly review what I said in the reel the other day, which is so poignant and so important because as coaches, specifically as health coaches, we are constantly concerned with knowing enough. Like, do I know enough to help somebody? That is a constant, constant concern. Do I know enough to actually help somebody? So what happens, especially for health coaches and aspiring health coaches, is they will delay coaching. They will delay making an offer. They will delay launching their business because they just feel like I don't know enough yet and I need to learn more, 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 right? And so that is a constant concern, like I'm not articulate enough or if I know the information, it's not fluid enough, it doesn't roll off of my tongue. And so coaches, especially health coaches, are constantly concerned, worried about not knowing enough information to help their clients, okay? So the reel that I made the other day said this, It says coaches think they have to know a lot of different things because they expect to have to say a lot of different things. But the truth is you need to master saying the same things over and over. I'm going to say that again. Coaches think they have to know a lot of different things because they expect to have to say a lot of different things. But the truth is we actually need to master saying the same things over and over. So what that means is we don't necessarily need brand new information. We need new ways of saying the things that we already know. We need new ways of saying the things that we already know because what we'll find is that our clients will constantly need repeated the things that we thought we taught them many sessions ago, many months ago, right? Your clients will ask a question or they will make a comment or they'll make reference to something that you feel like they should already know because it's already been covered 
by your curriculum or it's already been covered by you. And what this alludes to is the importance of constantly repeating ourselves, but not just repeating ourselves in the same way, but repeating ourselves in different ways, meaning we're saying the same thing, but we're packaging it in a different way, right? Because if our clients were capable of getting it the first time, honestly, they wouldn't even need us. Trust me when I tell you 90% of the things that we give and teach to our clients are things that they've actually heard before. In most cases, what helps them to get it is the fact that you have been able to package or wrap it in a way that they've never heard it before. But the underlying message, the fundamental takeaway is still the same. And so coaches absolutely need to master the art of repetition. Instead of constantly trying to learn brand new, hot off the press information, that makes us feel good. And it makes us feel more qualified. But what you'll quickly find when you start working with clients is that it's not that brand new information. It's the stuff you already knew that you repackaged that really helped to close the deal for them. And so that is what I want to briefly explain today, which is I want to explain why. So the other day I told you that coaches need to start mastering the art of repeating themselves normalizing it because coaches can get really frustrated and irritated. Like I told you that already. I taught you that already. We've been over this already, but you need to normalize the fact that your clients are going to have to hear stuff multiple times before it truly resonates, before it sticks, before they're even willing to apply it. But not only do I want to reiterate that message for you today, I want to explain to you why that is. Like, why is it necessary for us to constantly, constantly, constantly repeat ourselves as coaches? Because it's not that they didn't hear you the first time. It's definitely not that they didn't comprehend it the first time. But there is one major reason why you must constantly repeat yourself as a coach. And I want to explain to you why. So that you can have more compassion. As coaches, we should have a ton of compassion for our clients. As coaches, we should really be able to empathize with our clients and understand that the thing that you're helping them to do is not easy for them. It probably wasn't easy for you when you were doing it, and it's certainly not easy for them. And so I want to make sure that you have a fundamental understanding of what they're going through as they're trying to implement, learn, sustain the things that you teach them. Okay. so here's the simple answer. Why, as a coach, do I have to constantly repeat myself and tell my clients the same things over and over? And the answer is this. They're distracted. So what that means is. The reason your clients have to hear the same things over and over again is because they're trying to hold space in their brains for two different things. They are literally at the same time trying to hold space in their brains for two different things. The first is the how. So how to do it. So whatever you're trying to help them do, I don't know, get off of medications, lose weight, start a business, financial freedom, whatever it is, right? In our case, it's health coaching. You're trying to help them adopt a plant-based diet for health reasons, for ethical reasons, whatever it is. So the first thing they're trying to hold space in their brain for is the how. How do I do it? Which is what you're teaching them, right? So you're teaching them the how and they're trying to hold space in their brain for that. They're trying to learn it. They're trying to retain it. They're trying to comprehend it. That is the how, okay? But the second thing they're trying to hold space for, which is essentially the distraction, is can they do it? So this is what you're going to coach them through. The how is what you're going to teach them. The can they do it is what you're going to need to coach them through. 
So the reason we as coaches have to constantly repeat ourselves to help our clients get it is because they are distracted. They are distracted by the, can I do it? Like, is this truly available to me? They are distracted in more simpler terms by their limiting beliefs. They have limiting beliefs about themselves. They have limiting beliefs about their ability. They have limiting beliefs about access to the resources, to clients, to information, whatever it is. And those limiting beliefs are taking up space and it is causing a distraction. So they can't fully embrace the how because they're distracted by the can I. Will I be able to? Will I be able to successfully lose the weight this time and keep it off? Like, will I truly be able to sustain a no animal product, a no meat diet, right? Like, is this truly available to me, right? So they have some beliefs that are limiting their abilities to be fully embraced in the process of the doing, okay? And so the reason we have to constantly repeat ourselves is because when you said it the first time, when you said it the fifth time, when you said it the 10th time, they were not believers yet. And because they were not fully believers yet, they were spending part of their time listening to what you were teaching them. And they were spending the other half of their time trying to decide if this was available to them. Okay. So they are distracted by limiting beliefs. So this means they're going to miss some of the stuff because they doubt. They have doubts. They have fears, right? And that's taking up space. You have to understand that when people hire a coach, it's not because they don't know what to do. Nine times out of 10, if they just did what they already knew to do, they wouldn't need coaches. The reason they need coaches is not for brand new information, is to do what they already know because they have a limiting belief that's obstructing their ability to fully execute. And it's that, that obstruction that they need coaching through, right? Like, I don't know if I have the voice for this. I don't have the personality. I don't have what it takes. I'm not good enough. I'm not articulate enough. My physical appearance, I'm not good on camera. I'm not a speaker. I'm not a teacher. I've never coached before. I haven't helped anybody else get a result. Even though they did it for themselves, they don't count that, right? And so they have all of these limiting beliefs that's literally causing a distraction and their belief around their ability to be successful. Right. I've lost weight before, but I gained it back. I don't know if I can stay away from the sugar. I can do it for the three months. But shoot, I've never done it longer than that. I don't know if I can go forever without eating fish, without eating chicken, without dairy. What about ice cream? I love butter. Right. They have all of these beliefs. Like, I don't know if a life that the life that I'm trying to pursue, I don't even know if I believe that it's available to me, that I'm capable of living that life. I don't know if I'm capable of becoming this new person. And so Part of their mind is hearing what you're saying. The other half is completely distracted with, can I even do this? Am I even capable? Is this even available to me? Is this even a sustainable thing for me? This is why you have to constantly repeat yourself. This is why it's so important to have compassion and empathy for our clients. And this is also why it's so important to understand the fundamental difference between teaching and coaching. Because if you're just teaching them the how of something and you're never addressing their limiting beliefs of the can I do something, then you're really doing them a disservice because even though you're giving them all of the information, they never walk away with the full result because they never became believers. So they collected new information, but it was never implemented. And that's not what you want, right? So me as a business coach, you know, I help health coaches start their own health coaching business. I can give them all of the business acumen they need to be successful. But if they're still like, I don't like the way I look on camera. I don't like the sound of my voice. I don't think I'm capable of coaching somebody through, you know, this health challenge or whatever it is. 
they're not going to deploy everything I taught them. So did I really do my job if I gave them all of the information, but I never coached them through the parts of their belief systems that was telling them that they can't, right? And so that is what you need to understand that your clients are simply distracted. Don't get frustrated with them. Don't think they don't really want this. See, what happens when we have to repeat ourselves all the time as coaches is the conclusion that we draw from that is they don't want to do the work. The conclusion we draw from that is they're not ready. Nobody wants this. People are non-compliant. People can't afford, you know what I mean? Just like all of these stories we tell ourselves about people when the truth is they're just humans who are dealing with their own limiting beliefs, fears, and doubts. But if we don't call them out, and address them, we're going to think that they just aren't ready, that they're, especially if you have one or two like superstar clients who just, you teach them the thing and they go do it. Those are like, I hate to say it, but in a lot of cases, those are outliers. People who just take the information, run and execute are outliers. The majority of your clients are going to be people who are plagued with limiting beliefs that's stopping them from fully embracing your process fully surrendering to your process. And those are the people who you absolutely have to coach, have to spend more time with and have to repeat yourself over and over and over again until they become believers. What do they need to believe in themselves? You have to help people to believe in themselves. And you do that through a variety of ways, right? Social proof, anecdotes, whatever, cognitive behavioral coaching, all types of ways you get people to believe But the fact of the matter is some of us are just teachers and we're calling ourselves coaches and you're teaching and people aren't doing and you're thinking it's something wrong with the people when it's really something wrong with you. Yes, we got to put the blame back where it belongs. Now, let me be clear now. In a coaching relationship, you know, both parties are responsible for getting the result. I don't care how sweet you are as a coach. You cannot do the work for your client. So I'm not saying it's completely our fault as coaches if they don't get the result. Absolutely. The client has to own some of the responsibility. However, before we can put all the responsibility on the client for not getting the result, we have to make sure we created an environment in which it was safe for them to talk about how they truly feel. We have to make sure we curated an environment in which it was safe for them to be honest about how they felt about themselves. We have to make sure we curated an environment in which they felt safe with saying, I understand exactly what you're saying. I just don't believe this is going to work for me. You know what I mean? Like you have to create an environment in which coaching is just as prominent as teaching because they are not the same things. And this is why we must constantly repeat ourselves. I'm gonna give you guys a quick example before I hop off. I teach a plant-based business masterclass one time per month. It's complimentary. Anybody who's trying to start a health coaching business, you need to be in my plant-based business masterclass about, you know, best practices for starting a successful health coaching business. So I teach a, a masterclass once a month And so the one I taught last month was all about what you need in order to be a successful health coach. The title of it was like the one thing you must have before you start health coaching, right? And in that masterclass, one of the points I was making was the difference between teaching and coaching. And a lot of times what I love about my students inside the plant protocol is they actually attend the free events that I do. So even though they're already inside of the certification, they already have access to the full curriculum. They still come to the free masterclasses and things that I do for the public. Right. And so I had several of my coaches from the plant protocol inside of my masterclass last month. And one of them afterwards, she raised her hand and she was like, oh, my God, this really resonated with me. She's like, Lisa, I've literally heard you say this over and over again, but tonight I got it. 
That's what she said. She said, I've heard you say this and explain and break down the difference between teaching and coaching over again. And she was like, but tonight I got it. Okay. Now, not long after her attending that masterclass, she had a one-on-one private coaching session with me. And in her private coaching session with me, she revealed to me how she had finally gotten over the hump of feeling unqualified and inadequate with regard to becoming a coach. We have been doing a lot of personal development work together. We do a lot of personal development work inside of the plant protocol. And she had had like a serious kind of a breakdown during live class where she was crying and everything and just talking about feeling inadequate, not feeling good enough, not feeling like people were going to be receptive to her. And she did that work and we got past it. And so I don't think it's a coincidence that when she attended my plant-based business masterclass that month, the things I was saying about the difference between teaching and coaching finally clicked for her. Because when I was saying it the previous times, she was still dealing with her own limiting beliefs around her adequacy, right? Now that we had done the personal development work to get on the other side of that, the things that I have already been saying all along were resonating with her because she was no longer distracted about her own insecurities about who she was and what she was capable of, right? This happens literally all the time. It doesn't matter how good I am at teaching the content. If your clients still have limiting beliefs about who they are, what their capability is, you know, anything about access, anything, then they are going to be mentally distracted. And so we get upset thinking they aren't ready to do the work. But the truth is we haven't embraced our role as a coach to truly coach them through the things they're thinking, feeling that maybe they aren't voluntarily saying. And so we have to have those cues. We have to have those prompts. We have to have those questions prepared to make sure we're digging deeper with our clients and not just making sure they understand what we taught them, but making sure that they don't have any limiting beliefs about themselves that's going to keep them from doing what we taught them, right? And so that was a great example of one of our coaches who it wasn't until after we did the personal development and the deep dive into who she was as a human work through some of that, that she was now able to be receptive to things I have been teaching all along, right? And so her coming to that masterclass and hearing it repeated again in a different way resonated. And this happens over and over again. It's going to happen over and over again with your clients. You're going to tell them something about sugar. You're going to tell them something about food. You're going to tell them something about exercise, whatever it is, but they are literally mentally distracted because the brain cannot sustain two opposite or two opposing thoughts at the same time. You're saying they can, their mind is telling them that they can't, and then they are trying to reconcile that, right? So they're literally in real time having cognitive dissonance. That's why we have to repeat ourselves all the time because when we introduce something to them and we give them a blueprint of what's possible and what's available to them and evidence that it's already been done, they can comprehend that But comprehension is not the same as believing. And before they can become believers, you have to explore their deep-seated feelings about their environment, about themselves, about whatever it is. Like many people, for example, just deal with a lack mindset. Like I have coaches who literally just think in lack. There's not enough. Nobody's going to pay this. I'm going to go homeless. I'm not going to make any money. I'm not going to survive. So they're thinking in lack. Meanwhile, I'm teaching them how to price an offer, how to create an offer, how to market an offer. But the other side of their brain is thinking in lack. We can't move forward until we address their lack mindset. Until we get them over into an abundance mindset, I'm going to have to keep repeating everything I just taught them about creating an offer. 
because they're thinking in lack. They're thinking in lack. They're thinking in lack. Right. And so you have to understand that they are distracted. They are simply distracted. It doesn't mean they don't want to do the work. It doesn't mean they're not ready. It doesn't mean they want a good fit. Your next client going to be distracted, too. Now, again, you got them outliers. You got those unicorns that they are ready. They come with the right mindset. They come with the right belief system and they take what you teach them and they go crazy with it. But that probably won't be the majority of your clients. Humans are dynamic. Humans all have their past experiences and the perceptions of who they are that is in many cases clouding their vision. And so until you get those clouds out the way, we ain't going to be able to do no work. Until it's clear skies, we can't do no work. And so your job as a coach is to make sure there's clear skies, okay? To make sure their vision and their efforts are not clouded by limiting beliefs. So that is our role as a coach. We need to have more compassion. We need to have more empathy with the people we are serving. And we need to normalize repeating ourselves in a multitude of ways. So the takeaway here today, coaches, is that you don't need to learn a whole bunch of brand new information to start coaching. You are already ready. You're already qualified. What you're going to have to learn and master is new ways of saying things that you already know because your clients are going to need to hear it a bunch of times before they get it. Does that make sense? Okay, good. (laughs) If you're new to the coaching space, the health coaching space, then you want to be in my monthly plant-based business masterclasses. They go crazy. The link is in my bio or here in the show notes to register. They're always complimentary. They're always free. One time per month, I come on Zoom. It is me live in real time. I remember somebody showed up late to the last one. They were like, oh, it's really you. I thought this was going to be a recording. I'm like, a recording? I love this stuff. Why would I take joy out of my business by posting a recording? No. Anytime I teach a masterclass, it is me live in the flesh, answering questions in real time, cracking jokes in real time. Everything is relevant. It's really me. So if you are interested in being coached in real time live by me, around the conceptualization and the starting of your health coaching business, then you need to be in my monthly plant-based business masterclasses. So the link is in the bio or the show notes to get registered and you get more of what you heard today. Like basically dissecting what you believe about what it takes to be a successful coach. And then I can either confirm or deny that for you and give you a different perspective, right? So today was just all about the necessity of repeating yourself as a coach and why we should normalize that and not get frustrated with our clients. All right, that's it. And that's all y'all. If y'all like this, share it with somebody who needs to hear it. Take care y'all till next time. Bye. You tuned in today because like me, you're a disruptor. You're passionate about health and you have firsthand experience of taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating chronic health challenges. You want to see lifestyle and dietary modifications become the norm in the way in which we practice healthcare. However, you need mastery around nutrition and lifestyle science, a better understanding of behavior change to improve client compliance, and confidence in your ability to effectively coach clients to adopting those lifestyle modifications. You need the plant protocol. Visit theplantprotocol.com to apply and let's work together to improve the way in which we care for our most prized possession, our health. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast. Until next time, remember, radical obedience is still undefeated. Stay obedient.